Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Syracuse basketball landing a big recruit and a plan for football to return in the fall. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is Adam Zagoria from the New York Times, Forbes, and Zagsblog.com. Adam, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Anytime, Wes. Hope you're safe, buddy. Thanks so much, Adam. And I want to get you started on this one. The news out of Syracuse on Wednesday is that they landed 2020 center Frank Anselm, 6'10", 220 pounds, originally from Georgia, but played high school basketball in California. What kind of player is Syracuse getting? Well, look, I think Syracuse got, you know, a good kid, first of all. You know, he works hard. He's got like a 3.85 GPA. So he's a, you know, hardworking, good kid. I don't think he's really been playing organized basketball for very long, but um, and talking to his coach at Prolific Prep, Prep Joey Fuca, you know, uh, he runs the floor really well. Um, you know, he's going to work hard for Syracuse, and I think he's got a good good opportunity in front of him. Adam, the other finalists were San Diego State, his hometown Georgia, and New Mexico, but he had a really weird, wacky recruitment. How did he wind up at Syracuse? First of all, Wes, it was a pretty unique recruitment, as I think most people know who followed it. I mean, at one, first of all, he was, you know, for a while he was class of 2021, um, and then he, you know, reclassed to 2020. And anytime you do that in the spring, um, your recruitment's going to kind of heat up because schools like Syracuse that need a player late, you know, are going to go in on him. And then just last month in April, you know, it wasn't that long ago, he had a final three of uh, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Um, you know, that didn't work out. LSU got a, a big kid and, so his list has been really changed dramatically in May. Um, you know, Red was able to pick it up and get involved here pretty heavily, obviously, in the, at least since the last uh, month or so. Um, and so, you know, he should provide a young, you know, big guy in the zone that can uh, play down low in the zone and, and get out and, you know, extend uh, to the corners in the zone and, and run the floor pretty well offensively. Adam, he's only rated three stars in the 24-7 composite, but you touched on it. He reclassified from 2021. He had offers like Kentucky, Arizona, Oregon, if he had stayed in that class. Do you think he would have been a higher-ranked recruit if he wasn't a 2020 guy? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I don't think we should, you know, oversell him to the Syracuse fan base. Like, uh, you know, he's not a he's not a one-and-done. He's not uh, – I don't think he's going to come in there and make a huge impact right away um he's still got you know a lot of growing and work to do so the good news is you know he could be there for for several years um, but i don't think they should necessarily expect a huge impact from him the first year you know he he does come he's originally from from georgia from the atlanta area he went out to prolific prep which was loaded this year that had you know 
there's four or five Division One guys on that team with uh, Jalen Green going to the G League for 500 grand and Namari Barrett going to Texas Tech and other guys. So he played with some really, you know, high level competition, which which should help him. And Adam, I'll get you out of here on this one. Let's just say Anselm maxes out on his potential. What's our ceiling for this guy? I mean, like I was saying before, I think, uh, you know, talking to his coach, he compared him a little bit to Hakeem Warwick, said he's not as skilled as, you know, as Warwick right away, but has the same type of body, 6'9", 6'10", long. Um, you know, so I think he's going to come in there early and probably back up, you know, guys like Dolajai and Baramas Sadibi and, there are other big guys. And then, um, you know, when the, when Sadibi and Dolajai leave, uh, he'll have time to kind of spread his wings and, and improve and contribute in the next couple of years. Adam, thank you so much for coming back on the program again. Adam Zagoria from the New York Times, Forbes, and Zagsblog.com. Adam, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Always great to hear from you. We'll speak with you soon. Thanks, Wes. Stay safe, buddy. Great stuff from our friend Adam Zagoria, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, we spoke on the last podcast about milestones that needed to happen before Syracuse football could play the season. That happened earlier this week with Syracuse announcing that athletes can begin voluntary training on June 8th. Athletes will be assigned to pods with a maximum of 10 players. They can only do contact training with those people. And then in July, the pods will grow to 30 athletes. And then football training camp will be set to begin on August 5th. It's a big step, Brad, but there's still a lot of variables, aren't there? There sure are, Wes. And my first thought when I uh, saw that Syracuse had released this timeline was, wow, you know, it's really well thought out. They're going by, you know, federal and state guidelines and putting the proper amount of players in these pods. And then I also thought about how much time it must have taken for senior administrators in the athletic department, the university, the ACC. So many people were involved. Countless amount of hours were uh, put in place, put together to prepare for this. And it's just been an immense amount of time by everyone responsible for the student athletes at their schools and for their conferences. And when you look at the timelines, if players come back and start working out in June 8th in these pods of 10 to make sure that there's proper distancing and no overexposure in, in, in getting uh, the COVID virus, you know, uh, and more cases on, on the Syracuse campus or with athletes on the Syracuse football team in particular. So that certainly makes sense. Then obviously they thought about the proper amount of time talking with the training staff, medical personnel, to expand that up to 30 in July, keeping an eye on that scheduled opening game that we talked about in the last podcast, Friday, September 4th at BC. And then now we know that training camp is slated to begin on August 5th. Well, all along we've talked about the necessitation of a six-week period for proper amount of training camp to get ready for a season. I've always thought it had to be around six weeks. That's about for baseball and spring training. Uh, pro football, a little bit longer. They do have OTAs, and they play the four preseason games. But for college football, no preseason games, no really scrimmages against another opponent. So you really need a full six weeks if you're looking to play a 12-game schedule. So I'm still kind of baffled how they think there's enough time between August 5th and September 4th to have everything in place for that first game. But 
I guess they backtracked the dates, uh, worked out this pod scenario in June and July, and think that is on the right course, at least at this point. And as you said, if nothing else pops up between now and early September, to be able to get that ACC opener uh, on schedule. But I, I really still have my doubts about it, Wes. I really do. Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts wrap around the big news for Syracuse basketball and adding another player to the roster here late in the process in the spring. And that's what Jim Beheim and his staffs have done best in 44 years. They, they recruit uh, 365 days a year. Uh, they certainly, like all the, all the other major programs, didn't let the changes that were necessitated by this pandemic affect how they go about recruiting, certainly with no in-person visits, of course, and not being able to, you know, evaluate players in person. But using all the technology, using all their skills and leadership that Jim Beheim and his staffs have had, I've always been amazed that, remember, Eric Dolishai, late in that cycle, We've seen other players uh, that, that come aboard on the on the program on the roster late, and here's another example uh, that you've talked about earlier in the podcast. And just hats off to the coaching staff and keeping the roster filled with scholarship players. Brad, my closing thoughts are on former Syracuse forward Dante Green joining Bayheim's Army. Green, a former first-round draft choice, is the eighth addition to the roster. And with Malachi Richardson, Tyler Lydon, and Chris McCullough, Bayheim's Army now has four former first-round NBA draft picks on its team. Really impressive and just more exciting news from the Syracuse alumni team. That's it for us for Brad Beerman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that nearly half of Americans are torsos. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.